Kevin Durant has been traded to the Phoenix Suns. And my first thought is the Brooklyn Nets signed a deal with the devil. And the devil's name is Kyrie Irving. Okay, that, that was possibly too far, but it's amazing that Sean Marks, a Kiwi icon, was basically the GM of the year, or probably did literally one GM of the year, when he made the trade for Kevin Durant, Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving. And now all those players have ended up on different teams. And the team, they, they got a decent return for Kevin Durant, just like first look on paper. But boy, oh boy, what a sad... My heart goes out to Brooklyn Nets fans. I, I know there's probably not a lot of you, but, you know, they were. if you were going to pick two years ago who the team is to watch on the rise, you would say Brooklyn and the LA Clippers. And it just goes to show how fickle the NBA is, how important injuries are, and what a dangerous player Kyrie Irving is to have on your roster. Um, it's just me, by the way. It's Guy alone in my Airbnb in the middle of the night. This is Advanced Analytics. I don't think I'm well, but I just am struggling to get over how exciting this trade deadline has been. It's kind of weird that you like you get to the middle of the season of a sporting competition and then just halfway through you can go all right all the good players just switch teams now but it's from a competition standpoint it kind of makes the season seem kind of trivial it's like what have we been doing when you're just like you know like all of a sudden phoenix is going to become the team to be in the west but anyway um i guess uh denver and memphis will have better continuity not that it's working out well for denver denver at the moment uh sorry uh memphis at the moment um Good on Phoenix. I mean, they've paid a very high price, traded away most of their defense and some pretty expensive picks that, you know, with Devin Booker being injured and Chris Paul being 150 years old, could become very valuable picks very quickly. But um, the new owner obviously wants to go big and what a team they have on paper. But in saying that, though, well, that's exactly what we said about the Brooklyn Nets two years ago, and it didn't eventuate at all. Like, that's all I can think of. It's a deal with the devil. And I, I genuinely believe Kevin Durant is cursed. He's one of my favorite players. I love watching him. But the guy... Okay, I'm going to say deal with the devil again, and I'm sorry, because it's the only cliche I have in my pocket right now. It's the middle of the night. He signed a deal with the devil to go to Golden State and he's been cursed ever since and he is just running away from the demons that follow him everywhere he goes on Twitter on social media he can't escape it unfortunately how sad that a player as great as him won't go down as a legend probably at any club I guess eventually OKC will remember him fondly but you know he's not going to be like yeah, I don't know he's not going to be like like LeBron at the Cavs, you know, he's not going to be one of those kind of icons. I guess there's not many icons like that, a homegrown hero. But he's not going to be like Damian Lillard at the at the Blazers, you know. The Nets fans will barely, barely knew him, even though he made some great contributions. Golden State Warriors fans will remember him behind Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond, 
shit, they probably have, most of them probably have a softer spot in their heart for Sean Livingston and Chris Webber than, I'm trying to remember other great, Baron Davis probably ranks on Golden State Warriors fans list above Kevin Durant, even though he made a huge contribution, you know, he's just not one of those classic Warriors that you remember. Um, yeah, I don't even know what to say about Phoenix. Good luck. Um, I hope that Kevin Durant is not cursed and damaged goods, but um, it's definitely a move that I would make if I was an owner or a GM. But yeah, it's a it could go bad. But I guess that's what you could say about any team, as teams like the Clippers are all in and perhaps heading nowhere. Who knows? Um, I just wanted to get this podcast out. We haven't podcasted this year. I'm so sorry. Um, but I, I was opportunist in thinking, being in New Zealand, we could be the first podcast in the world to talk about Kevin Durant, but I noticed that um, Dunkton has already beaten us, so fuck that. Um, but we should talk about uh, the Russell Westbrook. I say we, it's just me in a room. Like I'm insane. Um, the Russell Westbrook trade briefly. Congratulations to the Lakers for spinning Westbrook and only one protected first round pick into um, some good, three good, you know, potential starters by their standards. I still don't think it makes them um, a true contender, but they're at least going to be terrifying to play in the play-in and probably playoffs. So um, may God have mercy on the soul and whoever runs into that offensive juggernaut. Um, touch wood, assuming their players can stay healthy, which they can't. Let's be honest. Um, JD wants to throw out the... No, okay. I agree with this statement. No, actually, I won't speak for JD. I'll say... I'll speak for myself in saying that I heard from a friend that we should look into whether LeBron's doping or not. I'm just going to come out and say it. Uh, it's not because he passed the all-time scoring record. He is great. I love LeBron. He is a very good player. We owe him so much for the 20 years of memories he's made. But at 38 years old, he's performing like no other 38-year-old has ever performed. And it, it's shades of Lance Armstrong or Usain Bolt where if a person's athletic achievement is too good to be true at an old age, then it probably is too good to be true. And Lance was like, man, I beat cancer and I'm feeling better than ever. And like, yeah, sure you are, Lance. Um, LeBron James and people like he spends a million dollars on his body a year he spends a million dollars on modern PEDs that can't be detected yet I don't know what he's doing but there's just it's just too big an outlier to think you know just think of how slow Jordan was when he came back to the Wizards and he was still a devastatingly effective player and players like Tim Duncan and stuff have had long careers but the way LeBron is just jumping around the gym he even made a quote the other day saying I'm feeling better than ever um, I'm faster and stronger. And you're like, D just shut up about it. All right, LeBron, just try and act a bit more tired. Maybe, uh, this is just speculation, by the way. This is completely allegedly. But um, I heard that from a from a friend. I'm not going to say who the friend is. But I'm going to say that um, I wish Paul and JT were here to contribute to the podcast. Especially JT. What else to talk about? Um, Utah, terrible trade for them, but they needed to, they were too good. <laughs> They put together a tanking team that was winning too many games, so they, they had to do something crazy. Poor old Russell Westbrook. Well, I've always kind of loathed Russell Westbrook, but he's had enough humiliation. He's had enough 
Um, he's been, he, you know, he did come off the bench for the Lakers. You've got to give him a teeny bit of credit, even if he's all, he's gonna he's gonna finish his career being a, you know, being a stupid player on court. But aren't we all? You know, like I've never been a sensible basketball player, so I can't judge Russell Westbrook, one of the, you know, most exciting basketball players to ever step on a court. The to um, all of a sudden just become like a standard role player who focuses on just keeping his turnovers down. Um, but man, to get traded five times in five years and to get traded to Utah, the town that has, I mean, it would be funny if it wasn't so bleak, the town that has racially abused him in the past um, really is kind of, yeah, a sad end to a great NBA player. And um, the rumor is that uh, he's going to get bought out and sign with the Clippers, so um, which is quite funny because it means that he doesn't even have to move house. He just gets his his gear out of his locker and just moves it across the hall. Um, I actually wonder that. I was like, do the Clippers and the Lakers surely they run out of different tunnels? Surely, right? When they play each other, do they? Anyway, we'll talk about that another time. Um, uh, there's too much other stuff to talk about. Timberwolves, what a sad case they are this year. They had they they, D'Angelo Russell was gone anyway, so good to get something for him and Mike Conley, I guess. Um, but you could say that the Lakers definitely won that trade. Um, and I mean, it's annoying because it keeps the Lakers relevant when you kind of just want to stop talking about them now because. Uh, let's be honest. I mean, it's amazing that LeBron broke the scoring record and it is truly unbelievable. Um, but, uh, yeah, the Lakers, they're probably still not contenders. I mean, who knows? Maybe they get it together. I don't think Darvin Ham is a good coach. Um, Russell Westbrook and the players kind of got rid of uh, Vogel, a decent coach. And, um, I mean, they still don't have enough defense anyway, even if they did were well coached. And I think that Teams uh, like uh, the Nuggets and Memphis will stop, stop, probably still be too good. And and now, potentially Dallas and potentially um, the Phoenix Suns. Probably the Phoenix Suns. Um, the other big trade, obviously Kyrie. Oh my God, that guy is nonstop entertainment. What a dropkick. He is the devil. I love that Harden hasn't bit... It's weird that Harden's become one of my favorite players. He isn't biting on any of this press nonsense. Frickin' Kyrie bites on everything. He's a... It's hard to tell if he knows what he's doing or not. Like, he's just like a nonstop headline machine. And it's kind of sad because it really distracts from the basketball. But, like, does he enjoy the attention, whether it's negative at all? It's hard to tell. You know how there's that one kid in class when you're 12 years old who will just do anything for a dollar because he's just addicted to attention? Um, that's Kyrie. Like, it's like it's hard to tell if he enjoys this or not, but uh, you'd have to say he's doing it so frequently that he probably enjoys just, like, riling people up. It is sad how ignorant he is. He is clearly a... Um, a person who's becoming more and more detached from reality. And um, yeah, all I can say is that I pray for Dallas fans because it's a sad organization, very poorly organized. They've had every sort of scandal you can imagine. They signed goddamn Jason Kidd as their coach. 
And I think, in my opinion, um, this will probably start well and end badly. And it's probably the kiss of death, death for Luca. Um, they've mismanaged him so badly. It reminds me of Anthony Davis at the Pelicans, where it's just like from basically year two, they've made insane win now moves, and they're all going to go bad. And um, it's just going to push your star out of you know, like they could have taken a few years, especially with the kind of win now moves they've made. It's not like Luca's had great support for any of the seasons he's played. Um, Luca's clearly a generational talent. The Nuggets saw this, and in the second season, they're like, "We're gonna, we're gonna make this magic happen with Paul Zingas," and that didn't work out. And since then, they've made about twenty insane moves, and trading for Kyrie, it doesn't get any more insane than that. Beautiful talent, awesome player to watch, absolute drongo, absolute fuckwit, absolute shithead, and there's just no way that this can go well. And people are like, oh, I remember when he was on um, Cleveland Cavaliers and he made a shot. That was 25 years ago. Since then, he's gone to Celtics and been a hilarious shit show. And I stood by him. I was like, hey, he's a fuckwit. He's a drongo. Celtics fans deserve to be angry. But then again, fuck Celtics fans anyway. Um, Good on Brooklyn for getting him. You know, he's with his friends, Kyrie and Harden and... Um, KD, they'll sort him out. They'll keep him in check in the same way LeBron did. Boy, oh boy, was I wrong. Kyrie ratcheted his dickheadery up to level 11. And I'm kind of glad the podcast hasn't been on air because the negativity around that man and Ben Simmons and all the other bullshit that's been happening this year off the court, it's not even really worth mentioning because you just spread the absolute dipshittery, fuckheadery, Dick Hittery, that is coming out of the man Kyrie Irving. He he played about 20 good games and then said he was going to stay and then requested a trade. You know, he is good comedy if you ignore the anti-Semitism and the um, deep, deeply held conspiratorial beliefs, dangerous conspiratorial beliefs, I believe. Like... Yeah, he's spreading nonsense to a lot of young kids who worship him. And um, yeah, all I can say is there's just the track record is he's he's left two teams decimated. Um, Boston survived because um, they had so many assets and such young good talent. And thank God they did get away from him when they did because, you know, one more season and he would have probably he would have probably fucked that up, too. And um, Brooklyn uh, did, and it's 100% Kyrie's fault. Like, you can't look at anything else other than that. You know, like, he he pushed out Harden and then, um, yeah, requested a trade. Just, like, absolute dire human being. Um, I don't mean to be so upset. It's just a basketball player. But, like, I don't like the way he probably is spewing his misinformation to the kids. You know, because I believe that children are the future. Um, and yeah, Mavs fans must be very excited and also nervous because it's going to be a high-powered offense with two of the best ball handlers, most exciting one-on-one scorers and um, distributors in the NBA. Um, zero defense, um, probably zero chance of winning, especially now that there's three really strong teams. 
or at least two. I would say I would say probably Denver's really strong. Um, Phoenix is really strong. I mean, it's going to take Phoenix a while to get their act together, but Kevin Durant has proven that he can just kind of fit in anywhere. And then Memphis, who have gone way off the tracks, but they're still no one's going to want to fake, uh, face those fake tough guys um, in the playoffs. And then, of course, Los Angeles. I mean, it's hard to say that you'd pick um, Dallas over any of those teams. Really, I'm sure I can. I'm sure they can beat any of them in a one-off series. But you know, you've got to win what three rounds to get out of the West. Um, what I am excited for, though, is that. Um, the Western Conference is now exciting. You know, it was dire. The Warriors have completely lost their way. Steph Curry is injured. RIP. It could be the end of that dynasty. But I mean, what a run it was. Um, and then you know, the East was looking like, I guess, the Nuggets were going to like limp out of there. Whereas the, um, sorry, the West was looking like the the, the Nuggets were going to, um, you know, win the win the West, but not particularly convincing convincingly they were kind of you know out there on their own for a bit and now it's you know now we've got ourselves a series and I mean obviously Brooklyn's taken a huge step back but they'll still be feisty they'll still be annoying they might be able to get I mean they got all new players they might be able to do some damage in the playoffs who knows but you've got like three very serious contenders in Boston Milwaukee and Philadelphia and Cleveland's you know, just about, maybe a bit young, bit of that Memphis syndrome maybe, but like, we've now got an awesome East and West, like if the NBA does get in and rig it a bit for competition's sake, you know, making a lopsided trade so LeBron can be in the playoffs was a very good move, and um, moving KD to the West to make the West a bit more exciting, um, yeah, basketball gets interesting now, I'm sure Paul and JT will be back on the podcast and we'll We'll get it going again soon because, um, yeah, by the time the playoffs come around, it will be an all-timer. I'm sorry we haven't been delivering episodes regularly. Um, if you do want to come see me, I am doing stand-up at the moment. I'm doing the Melbourne Comedy Festival, the Sydney Comedy Festival. I've got two more nights in Wellington and uh, five nights in Auckland coming up. So um, please come along and um, see me. It will be a whole basketball. There's, there's no basketball in the show whatsoever. I, I can't force advertise to you guys. I'm just trying to think if I ever done a joke about basketball. I used to do a joke about wheelchair basketball and being really good at that because I didn't have a wheelchair. But I stopped making that joke because it it did it made people uncomfortable. It was I don't think there's anything offensive about it, but it did it made crowds uncomfortable when there's someone in a wheelchair at the gig. And even if they were laughing, anyway, um, the point is it was a trash kit. It was a trash material about me playing wheelchair basketball. Um, it's making me laugh now, though, obviously. Um, but yeah, besides that, I don't think I've ever done any basketball material, and I should. I'm not selling it well. It, it will be a good show. It'll pro- all, to be honest, I'm pretty hit and miss. But I think I think most of my shows at the moment are pretty good. Um, if I don't, I don't mean to blow my own trumpet, but I, you know, I love the trumpet. It's a great instrument. It's what I was born to play. So guywilliams.co.nz is where the information is if you'd like to come into my shows in Melbourne, Sydney, Auckland, or Wellington. Oh, I'm going to the Dunedin Fringe as well. So come along, Dunedin. See you there. Um, thank you so much for listening to this insane midnight one-man pod. I love you all. Believe in your dreams. Never give up. Kia kaha. Kia ora.
Well, he sneaks around the world from Istanbul to Oklahoma, saving ladies who were drowning, scoring hoops and getting stills. With that solid humble defense, better hope this man ain't on ya, tell me. Where in the world is Double Stephanusha?